Hi, everyone. This is Abhishek from ShakeTheCosmos.com. My guest today is Dudney Silla. He is program director at Mentor, where his work is including informal mentoring, education, and he's also authored a guide on intersections of mentoring and masculinity. I met Dudney for the first time when I was in the Posse program at Bowdoin College. And Dudney's also worked as a design consultant for the Office of Human Capital, Diversity Programs at Boston Public Schools and Programs Manager. He's been a program manager at Jobs for the Future. He holds a bachelor's in sociology and a master's in education from University of Washington. Hi, Dudney. Hey, good to see you, Bishad. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's great to be here with you and in the community and be part of this conversation today, you know, especially in light of everything going on, you know, connections and relationships are so important. So it's good to be with a good friend today. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today is mentoring. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a very meaningful, um, mentors have been a me- meaningful force in my life. And I feel like today more than ever, we're in, um, everybody's in fight and flight response. So this is a great time to kind of bring us root us back into mentoring. So let's just jump into the basics first. Like yeah. I think of you as a mentoring expert. So can you just tell us what is mentoring? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. You know, I think that, you know, everyone has their own, you know, relationship with that word and with that phrasing. So it's a great um, place to start, you know, really um, at the core of it, you know, mentoring, uh, at least in the way that we define it and the work that I do, is something that takes place oftentimes between young people and older folks who are acting in a non-professional way, you know, to provide support that really helps an area of development. And so I think what distinguishes mentoring from another kind of relationships is really that the intentionality that's there around supporting each other's mutual development. You know, mentoring something that is a two-way street. Yeah. It's definitely a two-way street. I mean, it's for me, almost I didn't know when I met my first mentor. Like I was in high school and I met Dave and Dave like yeah. helped me out with all kinds of things. And That's I was right. like, oh, this is, this is. And later on, I was like, oh, he was a mentor. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what is you, know, you and I benefited from that, you know, with the posse program and, and other people in our lives for sure. Yeah. And what do you, you said two way street that kind of caught my attention. What does that mean? Can we just like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think what, what often can, what often can come to mind when thinking about mentoring is to look at it as a top down relationship, right? Here's this older person with more experience bestowing knowledge on this younger person or or is it is the hero to the younger person and in a lot of the work that we do and that i do you know we recognize how any great relationship is mutually beneficial you're teaching each other and you're learning from each other right and so mentoring uh, when it's the most powerful you see that element of mentors also learning from their mentees learning about their backgrounds, learning about their experiences, learning from them about how to relate to people. Um, There are all kinds of things that you're both teaching and learning in both directions that really is the anchor for a positive relationship. And so So when we talk about mentoring, we like to talk about that. Yeah. So I guess just kind of digging deeper into it, like, 
can you share your own story on what what some mentor um you know relationship or mentee relationship someone's learned from you so kind of give people a story of like how they can relate yeah you know the the what what comes to my mind um all the time and you know i've had the benefit of having incredible mentors in a, in a lot of different ways you know and some people relate to mentoring um, through the volunteer capacity. So for example, if you volunteer for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you can sign up to be a mentor. While, while others, you know, their mentor comes in an informal way, right? It's a teacher who taught you something. It's a coach, a hairdresser, maybe it's an extended family member. Uh, you know, and so for me, I've had so many incredible informal mentors in my life. You know, I think about, um, you know, my teacher in high school um, who helped me develop my leadership skills so much. You know, I, I would not have gotten the Posse scholarship without her guidance, her support. And what was great about uh, my experience with- uh, But Mr. like, uh, I mean, sorry yeah. to interrupt, yeah. but like, yeah. what did she get out of yeah. you? Because yeah, you, you were talking right. about this two-way relationship. Absolutely, yeah. And so what was so uh, special about that relationship was not only her guidance, but I ended up being- essentially an intern for her in high school. And we um, collaborated on a program in high school called the Association for Diversity in Action, where we facilitated conversations, activities, and events related to how do we create a more equitable, diverse, inclusive culture at our school and in our communities. And I was able to co-lead in a lot of ways the, the development of that program along with um, f- fellow student leaders and to provide her input and advice about the kinds of activities that we're doing, the kinds of supports that students in our schools needed. Um, she, she really leaned on me and as a consultant and as a partner in leading diversity programming as a student, right? Wow, here's I appreciate that. Director, just just right, knowing absolutely. that. Yeah, that's that's great story. Just like, uh, and that was in high school. So, I mean, wow, I appreciate knowing that. I think I also think about sort of like the time we live in right now, um, you know, where I feel like mentoring could be a really good supportive structure for somebody. But uh, how does someone even start to think about well, I'm thinking like, yeah, like, okay, well, okay, now I know what mentoring is, this relationship, positive relationship, but like, how do I start? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, And I think um, during times like these, it's so important to have positive relationships. At the same time, one of the things that we emphasize a lot in in our work, or I I think about a lot in the work as well, is is the importance of, of connection and safety for young people. What's difficult about this time is that it's a very difficult time to initiate new relationships, right? New relationships take time to cultivate. Um, If you're volunteering as a mentor, there's training and onboarding and screening and some of these different elements. So I think for, for people right now who are thinking, what can I do? The first thing I would say is to really think about the relationships you already have. You know, if you have young people who you already have positive, healthy, organic relationships with, you know, connect with that young person's guardian to brainstorm different ways that virtually you can be there for that young person. I like that. So like just 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 number one thing, just relationships that you already have. I love that. I appreciate that. Like, um, 
because there could be a lot of diversity in the relationships people already have. That's absolutely right. You know, so, a lot of folks already have so many connections now and, and reaching out and deepening those connections, doing virtual tours, checking out, you know, mentors website, mentoring.org. There are resources there. Um, and we'll be sure to include some of these websites and resources in the podcast description. Um, so you, you, I think you mentioned mentors and mentoring. There was another one. Yeah, you, yeah, I'll definitely share um, with everybody a couple of places that they can go to to just learn a little bit more about connections. You know, for folks who, you know, maybe are, you know, professionals in a career, thinking about what they can do, sometimes providing programming um, as an event, you know, like getting four or five of your, of your colleagues together to put an hour webinar on career advice um, working with your company to create and develop virtual internships so that young people have access to career development during the summer um, and supporting them in that way. There are a lot of ways that folks can creatively provide access to connection for young people um, at this time and young adults at this time, um, even without having to um, start a new a new relationship. And then, and then lastly, volunteer. You know, and I can share some more information about that. There are some programs out there who are still looking for volunteers and there are e-mentoring programs that are available. So if folks leverage the mentoring connector, you can also volunteer and see which programs are still recruiting mentors so that you can undergo the screening and training process there. So there are so a couple I'm different ways. Kind of just boiling it down, then you got number one, just taking a control of what the relationships you have Absolutely. and kind of t- tallying. And then number two, just starting to be creative around the programming, uh, getting people together, connecting. And number three is volunteer, um, volunteer as well. Um, but let's, you know, times are hard. And what if someone's just like stuck? And, you know, how does someone just raise their hand and they're like, is, I guess maybe it's raising their hand is like being part of that, knowing who, who the relationships you have then people will approach and help. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. You know, I think that all of us, um, you know, in, in whatever walk of life we're in, um, right now is such an important time to to want to feel connected to someone. You know, and I think that sometimes the best that we could do are often the simple things. And so taking stock of, like, who in my life are the people who, who have been there for me, who, who see me, who support me, um, you know, one of the, um, you know, there's a great um, resource out there called the Web of Support, which talks about how adults in the life of a young person, for example, when they're connected to each other, it, en- it helps to enhance the development of that young person. And so really thinking about, I love that idea of a web, right? Like who's on your board of directors? Like mm. Who are the people that you you turn to who enhance your life, who support you, who can talk with you, who want to do activities with you, and to really start there with those folks that you feel safe and seen by, and to share that vulnerability, you know, share that vulnerability of where you're at, and create that small community of support. You know, I think that's one of the the best things that all of us can do to cope at this time. You know, yeah, I think that's great. Right. I appreciate that. So. Yeah. I feel like it really starts to come a lot for people who need support. It's really starts to come into looking at what the relationships they already have. And let's say someone does move past that. They're 
maybe they're in a position to help others instead of, you know, raising their hand. They're in the opposite. They're like, how, you know, how could somebody be a good mentor? Uh, or like, you know, what are some, what's like a starting point for somebody? Yeah, I think there are, there are two ways of, of going about that. One is thinking the short term and one the long term. And I think because we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, there's going to be an after effect of this pandemic, right? And so, you know, one of the things that we can do too is take a long range perspective. So even if you're not mentoring right now, there are resources out there that you can leverage in order to just learn more about mentoring. You know, I think about a critical mentoring, critical mentoring, which talks about the importance of culture and having a critical lens with mentoring and the importance of youth voice and how to respect young people. You know, I think about the developmental relationships framework from Search Institute, which boils down building positive relationships into, into five core steps. Um, our website at, at mentoring.org, you know, we have um, information on the power of relationships. So really using this time to learn so that you can be of service after this pandemic, I think is equally important. For the folks who are, who are interested in volunteering now for the programs that are available, there's often training and onboarding woven into those processes. So reach out to your local school district, reach out to your local programs, and they'll have a process for you um, to onboard and screen you, but also to help train you on some of the best practices of mentoring. Um, and then a couple, and there are a couple of things I can even share, you know, if folks want to hear even right now, um, for, for you who, who are engaged in relationships right now, you know, there, there are certain tips that we like to, um, to share with folks um, as well, if they're interested. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, definitely want to include these resources in the yeah. podcast description, some of the uh, couple things you've Absolutely. mentioned around the critical methods and the um, other things. Um, I think you mentioned, yeah, there's a couple things you, um, yeah. I, I guess yeah. you're really trying to boil it down though. Still like, what is somebody, I think you mentioned short term. What is something yeah. somebody can volunteer in their short term yeah. in a mentoring capacity? Yeah. And so in the short term, you know, I think a lot about, um, you know, mentoring mindset work, uh, where, or informal mentoring work that we're doing where, you know, there, there are, you know, four approaches that, that I think a lot about. Um, be, being intentional, uh, which we summarize as I see you. Um, being supportive, I got you. Um, being developmental, I'm here to help. And being communal, you know, we are in this together. And so I think very simply, the kinds of things that you can do right now starts with simply being there for a, for a young person. You know, like I think the importance of just ha making that phone call, you know, we have a resource on text-based messaging for folks who want to leverage texting and really establishing just a connection. Like, how are you doing? What are you up to? What are you going through right now? And, and making that the simple first step, I think is really, really important. Yeah. So I mean, I think, there, I think the, as I think about this more too, from both levels, people who need support versus people who want to support. So people who need support just need to be aware more of their relationships. People and again, who, because it's a two way street, when you want to give support, you end up finding out how much you need it as well. 
you know, and, and, and vice versa. Mm. You know, I think that when you, when you, when you engage in those relationships, it really will have that, that positive benefit. Um, you know, cause you both get to validate and affirm each other's experiences. You know, you get to share advice and share tips and share stories. That's the magic. So, that's the magic. So that's where, that's where the connection happens. And so right now it really is about some of the challenges right now is overcoming, you know, access to connection. And so really thinking through what technology do I have access to right now? So if you do want to help, you know, that's one of the places to start is, you know, does the person I want to connect with, do they have access to Zoom? Do they have access Mm. to texting, to internet? You know, so I think there are a lot of ways that we can support, you know, folks in our lives by starting with just understanding what our relationships are, but also our assets, you know? Yeah. um, And I mean, I think there's an aspect of it that I, you know, read about some of your stuff is like, there's masculinity in there too. So what's, mm-hmm. what's, how does that play a role or when I mean, think yeah. about mentoring and things like that? Yeah. Well, that guide really came out of a, um, you know, a desire with, with our partners around the increasing, obviously prominence of gender identity, which young people have been really strong leaders of, right. You know, gender identity being, such a diverse and nuanced topic of conversation. And obviously, you know, prior to this pandemic, you know, the Me Too movement, um, you know, and during this pandemic, we're seeing all of the impacts of COVID, you know, along racial lines and along gender lines and along safety for women and kids. And really at the heart of that guide was how important it is when we're relating to each other to support each other's growth around truly connecting with um, and making space for our own self-identity and also the identity of others. I see. So so masculinity comes with a lot of these toxic elements, you know, these socially constructed, culturally held up toxic elements. And we need to create safe spaces for young people and adults to process those things so that we can know that we have access to a wider definition of masculinity than many of us have been taught. Mm. Masculinity doesn't look one way. There are a lot of different ways that you can express masculinity. And there are a lot of ways that you can leverage um, your, your identity in support of others. You know, it reminds me, this, this is what you're, and this is great to look at masculinity as a broader definition. So what is, I guess, the mentoring, the masculinity, but let's say somebody is now connected with a mentee. How can be, there be a, like a good feedback loop to ensure that, you know, where the magic is happening and then people are continuing on this journey and you can keep up, keep it up. It's not just like a one meeting and bye, we'll see you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's really important. And I think you, you touched on it there, you know, even in what you said, um, like having open feedback is really important. You know, being able to talk to each other about, you know, what's working? You know, what are your priorities? What are your goals? You know, what do you want to achieve? Um, what are the boundaries that are important to you? Those are the kinds of things that are actually really important to have open conversations about, particularly when you're in a relationship informally, right? You don't have the same exact structure that you might have in an institution or a program but you can still have that conversation. So that way your mentoring is really surrounded by 
those goals. You know, like mm. I know how much like I've benefited from mentors and peer mentors where a lot of our check-ins started with, you know, what are you trying to do right now, Demi, in terms of your, your, your health? What are you trying to do in terms of your career? And keeping those priorities at the forefront in the conversations and in the activities that you do, I think is a great way to make sure that, and that's what's so powerful about mentoring is that weaving in that intentionality around the goals that you want to achieve as part of the connection is really important and encouraging each other. Nice. Yeah. So that feedback loop starts with a lot of questioning of boundaries yeah. and making sure that's understood on both sides. Yeah. And, and, and one of the, one of the activities that we, we have this training that we've uh, facilitated, um, you know, with, with great partners um, at mentor with coaches, you know, to support youth coaches. And one of the activities in there is, is an activity called coaching and questions, uh, which is, which is a great activity. Um, and, and the idea behind that activity is oftentimes, especially when we're, whether it's a coach or a teacher or a mentor, whatever role that is associated with authority is to always tell instead of inquire. Like, what did you see there? Mm. What, what happened there for you? How did that make you feel? Do you think that that's what you want? Wait, so hold on. I'm, kind of, I'm just trying to understand what's the, what's the difference between telling and inquiring? And so inquiring is literally asking questions, right? And so it's, it's asking, what do you want? Instead mm. of, I think you should want X, Y, or Z. Oh, and really taking yeah. the time, right. So really starting with asking questions so that you really understand who that person is. What matters to them? What is their priority? What are their struggles? And so the more you have an understanding of who that person is and their context and their needs, that can shape the next steps you take around conversations you have, activities that you do, resources you share, people you know. And really, yeah. Network, right? I think it starts to be informed by that knowledge that comes from them. I think that's great. Um, and I mean, I personally, I feel like I will probably be a better mentee and a mentor in future after our conversation here. Um, and we just got to, I guess, any other last minute shout outs or any um, resources that come to your mind? Um, we can, I'll be sure to include some of the websites and the things you've mentioned in the podcast description. Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah. And so we'll, we'll definitely share that. That's great. Um, you know, I really, I really want to uh, press upon folks just that initial act of thinking about who, who is in your corner, right? And how important listening, asking questions, being kind is important, you know, right now, you know, and, and, and starting with something simple, you know, um, like just reaching out is okay. I think oftentimes with things like mentoring, sometimes there's that feeling of I have to be great and I have to be a hero and I have to, and, and the act of being there for, for somebody is really, really powerful. And everything that happens afterwards starts with that authenticity, the desire, the, the ability to be vulnerable and share of yourself as well. Thank you. And to be yeah. present and to listen is a great way to start. I appreciate that. I, um, well, with that note, thank you so much, Dedney. Uh, this has been a pleasure. Uh, appreciate you making the time. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me, Abhishek. 
Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week.